Hi everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight, the horror movie podcast here on the Mailed Fuzz Podcast Network. I'm Peter Bradley, and class is in session because the professor, <laughs> Tim Vergulish, is here. Yo, yo, ding, ding. And, uh, I, I, don't, I gotta come up with a catchphrase. It's embarrassing. <laughs> what am I doing every, with my life? <laughs> every week you say something stupid, Tim, and I, I don't know what you're doing. It's, it's weird. This week it finally caught up to me. Yeah. You've, you, uh, you've 30 now. Better of your ways. Yeah, yeah, Tim's 30. Yeah. Had his birthday this past week or so. Start making better life choices. Uh, it's a bit late for that, Tim. <laughs> oh, well, then it's all downhill for me. Yeah, you, you've, all, you've fucked up already. <laughs> this, is a, yeah. this is the best it's getting. Well, let's go out with a bang then, <sighs> I guess. <laughs> well, yes, sure. Um, we do talk about horror movies here. Uh eventually and this week oh sorry i, I didn't see the catchphrase movies i didn't see the catchphrase for tim tim's <laughs> obsessed with the way that i phrase the intro <laughs> we talk about horror movies from the past and the present there you go <laughs> did you like now that tim i love actually i did like it yeah. so now we're now ready you know we're ready <laughs> we're ready yeah. to actually go into the movie now okay yes please this week we're going to talk about the invitation Mm-hmm. which is a film that's just been released uh, limited and VOD it was in some film festivals last year, interestingly the director of this movie, Karen Kusama uh, all of her previous films I've only seen one of them but mm-hmm. her filmography so far includes Jennifer's Body oh, wow. Aeon Flux okay, and something else that I'm forgetting now but it was it was a list of questionable credits i would go as far to say that uh all two movies you named sucked <laughs> pretty hard i, I would agree it jeffers body <laughs> the one that i did see i thought was pretty bad yeah aeon flux also terrible yeah didn't see it but i heard i heard terrible things this movie's great yeah no uh that is uh honestly if you like would have asked me like what other movies i thought she might have done I I would not have guessed those because, like straight up, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> it, it's it's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch this, see what she's also done, and go, wait a minute, this wasn't a piece <laughs> of shit. What's going on? Um, normally, the only thing I can oh. kind of maybe think of is I don't know if those other if those might have been like bigger budgeted things, maybe. There's more studio involvement or something. Maybe yeah, she maybe. had less creativity. I don't know. Maybe. But normally at the start of the show, I would say full spoilers. And while we are going to go into full spoilers at some point, I think it would be worth for this movie spending a few minutes talking about it spoiler-free. Okay. Uh, but even like um, even that, like I, I think we should be really, really careful to be... To really not give anything away because I went into this movie completely blind. Like as, I, I think as did I. I I saw one trailer. I, I might have been on one point twenty one that week, or maybe I heard you guys talk about it. But I remember watching one trailer. I think you did on one point twenty one one week, and the trailer really didn't tell you much. And to be honest, I wasn't even sure that this was actually like a horror movie. Um, I'll be honest, even watching it, I wasn't sure it was a horror movie for yeah. a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
In fact, I would almost argue it's knowing too much to know that it can even be on a horror show. <laughs> because yeah. you could debatably <laughs> watch this and not really know if it's going to be a horror movie. Yeah, and and I think it's uh, honestly like the... I feel like it's something that gets thrown around a lot. People are like, oh, you got to go in not knowing anything. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I think in this movie, though, this is a case where uh, that really rings true, though. Like, uh, the less you know, definitely the better for this. Yeah. Um, so stuff we can talk about without spoiling anything. I think it's very tense. And it's very, Super tense. very weird as well. Like, in the sense yep. of weird stuff is kind of happening. And it does a really good job of playing, up, playing that up. I think it's directed very well. And as I say, this director's previous credits, not not the best. <laughs> yeah. But here, there's a great sort of sense of style throughout the entire thing. Right away, you know, mm. there's this quiet, reserved nature to it. Um, yeah. Um, one thing I will say is uh, there's a lot of really great uh, characterization. And uh, I think this movie is... Uh, and, and superb example of uh, like getting character and story across by like showing not telling like I, I feel like you get so much about these people's like history and backstory and personality but it never feels like forced there's never any clunky like oh hey well as you know as your girlfriend I feel like you, you know <laughs> like it, it never like there's never like really awkward stuff like that it just feels like it drops you into the middle of these people's lives and it fills in all the yeah. backstory very naturally and uh actually i would because one of the things i won't say what it is obviously because we're in the spoiler free section but right there's a major plot point about the main character's past which isn't actually stated until the end of act two you get yeah. it way before that you understand what's happened really early on but it's mm -hmm. never actually said out loud until the end of act two yeah, and it's it's never in a frustrating way. Like like you're never no, like, no, yeah. oh, just tell me what's going on. It, it it's like you are so long for the ride. It's like, oh, what's gonna happen? Oh, I bet it's oh wait no this oh well this person's probably like oh wait no you know, uh, yeah, trying to be vague but <laughs> yeah 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 try, it's it's but really the, it's well done yeah. in that sense and it's very much a movie and I don't think that's a spoiler to say it's a movie that's set almost entirely in one place in one house yeah with people. That have been invited to this dinner party, which you get from the trailer. It's a dinner party, and you guess that there's some sort of history, and the fact that they've been asked there is kind of weird, like they don't understand why they've been invited, um, and that's basically all you get from the trailer. And I think that is as much as you should probably go in knowing. Um, Definitely. So we can't really do much more without talking spoilers. So let's wrap up the spoiler-free section. Just be saying, see it. Yeah, and it's really good. Well worth your time. And don't get it spoiled. Just, just see it. Yeah. Um, so in VOD, it might you might even be lucky enough that it's playing near you, but see it. Yeah. So with that said, <laughs> full spoilers, and I'm really emphasizing this here. Full <laughs> spoilers for this movie, yeah. and we're going to go go through this. The only okay. scene in the entire film that's not in that house, really, or in the like the backyard of the house, or whatever, is the yeah. opening. Right. Because it's the the main couple, um, whose names I like. I don't. I can't remember a single name from this movie. Other than Choi, because they kept saying there's Choi. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the the guy's again. name was Will, and then okay. uh, cool. the couple was David and Eden. I remember that. Oh, geez, uh, you're doing really well. Um, 
Will and Kara, I think, were the was the main guy. In oh yeah, I remember Kara. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, right away. It uh, opened up with a, a scene where they're driving up and they uh, you know hit a coyote in the car, and it's like I, I think like a lot of stuff in this movie. It's like it's not something that's out of the ordinary. Like people hit animals in their car every day. You know, it's not like supernatural. It's not like uh, that crazy, but there's just something about the way it's done. That's kind of like unsettling, like him going out, you know, the way they kind of look at it and decide to put it out of its misery. It's like, uh, it's like a lot of things that come up throughout the movie. It's not that crazy, but it it is just the way it's portrayed is kind of like tense and unsettling. It's uncomfortable. The whole thing is uncomfortable, and it's uncomfortable for the yeah. characters. He's not happy that he has to kill it to put it out its misery. She's not happy to watch it because the whole thing, when he actually goes to do it, the, whole, the entire shot's from inside the car, from behind yeah. her, and that's it's really well done in that sense. For me, what I really like about this, though, especially sort of in hindsight as I'm watching the movie, is that it just sets up the entire themes of the film in that. Scene. Oh yeah, I didn't think about it until like uh, after. You know, I'd seen the movie and like probably like uh, the next day or something. I was just kind of thinking about it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like that opening scene, like it like totally relates to like what happens like later on the movie. Like it like at first it just kind of seemed like, oh, you know, isn't this like a shocking way to open or something? And it's like, oh, no, it's very purposefully there. Yeah, yeah, it makes complete sense. And it it thematically just sets up everything that's going to happen in this movie. Yeah, Um, I mean. We're in the spoilers, but we're kind of going roughly in order, just so that if yeah. you want to tease yourself with the first, but I won't just outright say it. But the movie's about death, right? It's about expecting death, dealing with death, and possibly inflicting death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's about death. The whole thing's about death, yeah. and uh, the opening scene just does that really well. And it says it sets up some vital little nuggets of information. You get the sense that something happened two years ago and it's weird for him to go back and you quickly sense that it's an ex yeah. and that's all you get from that uh, and he's not seen them in a while when they actually get in the house though it, there's that moment where he looks over and you see the kid pl- like putting the jigsaw together and mm-hmm. I never actually got immediately that that was like a hallucination or a flashback or whatever at yeah. first it actually feels quite natural it just feels like there's a kid there playing a jigsaw the for the, I think like the the first time I I kind of thought it was a flashback, but I thought it was like a flashback of him as a child. All right, okay, or something like that. Like, because uh, uh, I think she mentions that it was her house or whatever, but I I might have I think I might have missed says that. It. He says it before they go in. Yeah, and like I don't know for some reason I was like uh, thinking like oh that he might have grown up there or something. Nah, because he says uh, her family was the one that was rich. Yeah, and it never really felt like his house. Yeah. So again, right there, it's. It's setting up some character stuff. Admittedly, that one's more said than tell- told, but it, it's, yeah. you know, it's a nugget of information, which isn't as important in the like, grand scheme of things. Like, I almost feel like that line's just there to uh, make the characters A, a little bit more three-dimensional, but also explain why it's a big fancy house, is that her family's rich. It doesn't really play into yeah. the plot that much. And, and it makes sense, you know, like he's talking to his new girlfriend who, yeah. you know, they they she might not know everything 
exactly about his past. Like, I'm, she probably knows some stuff, but, you know, it, it makes sense. Hey, he might say something like that to her. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> um, so, we were introduced to this big cast of characters, like, really quickly. Yeah. And I think they do a good job of making them all feel unique. And I love, like, yeah. at least I didn't notice... Because like, there's a gay couple there. There's, there's two guys who are in a couple. Yeah. And I didn't actually realise there was a gay couple there until later. Yeah. When it's, it's when they're playing the game, which we'll get to when we get to it. But I noticed that like, one of them had their hand on the other one's knee. And it wasn't yeah. until that moment where I went, oh, they're gay. And, and I was like, the movie didn't feel the need to, you know, like, rub it into my face. There's a gay couple. There's oh. a gay couple. Yeah, you know? no, it was great. There's the like the the whole cast was like pretty diverse, but it didn't feel forced. Like it, like it, it wasn't stereotypical. Like yeah, there was a gay couple, but they weren't, you know, um, falling into any stereotypes or anything. And then there was like a you know an, an Asian couple, and and you know his girlfriend was black, but it, it never felt like oh hey you know we need to have a you know this representation here and it just felt like very natural and they were just played as people which you know is really how it sh- you know it should be yeah they all felt like real characters and they all had their own thing if they felt they did uh, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said they felt like they had history it, it always yeah. felt like that it felt like everyone kind of knew each other for the most part um like, i think yeah. ben was the sort of chubbier guy like, the way he yeah. interacted with people was like i got the sense he was the sort of the jokey guy who had everyone yeah, kind of liked he, and he, maybe the, even like might be a little annoying at times or yeah the, and i got a sense that the I think, chloe maybe the, the the blonde girl oh yeah the little more uptight one so yeah jump cut there because tim's internet <laughs> being a menace but yeah so i was talking about, I was talking about the uh the blonde girl i like how she goes up to her up to will and like sits in the stairs and asks him about stuff and like that one scene yeah. made me care about her oh yeah because she felt so real she was like an old friend like I'm sorry I haven't been be in touch I was trying to give you space and I don't know if that felt you know well, actually I'm an Asian girl who said that specific line but they both said, said yeah. something like that no it, it all felt like very authentic and yeah just the way they interacted it was like um like you said you know there's just there. it felt like there was a history there and it you know, it didn't feel forced or, you know, like a stereotypical, like, hey, what's up, douche? I haven't seen your fruit, you know, kind of thing yeah. that, you know, like I feel like will happen like a lot of movies. Like it, yeah, it just felt very natural. And, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it really adds to it and, uh, like kind of instantly makes you care about these characters and really get invested into like what's going on. That said, the ex wife is immediately. <laughs> weird oh yeah <laughs> like she's immediately really odd um yeah. and not just because she slaps ben randomly <laughs> yeah <laughs> she, she's just really really weird and her new like boyfriend slash husband yeah her like her smile is like immediately like offset offsetting yeah. and like you can tell something's up like just by the contradiction between like will who is you know He's so kind of like, um, kind of sullen, I guess. It's very and inverse. Then, yeah, and and she is just like you know the polar opposite. She is like you know kind of wide eyed and smiley, but it's like in a weird like 
like should you be this happy <laughs> kind of mm. way yeah uh, and then the first sign that there's something really weird going on though is when Will looks down the hall and he sees the uh, oh yeah the girl who's not Sadie. wearing any what's her name sorry Sadie Sadie and she's not wearing any bottoms. Yeah. And it and it was kind of like it was kind of weird at first. Like I like I almost had to squint like to be just like the way it's kind of like cast. It's like, wait, is she? I like I couldn't tell at first. I was like, if she's not wearing anything, if she's wearing like kind of just I don't know <laughs> natural colored underwear or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It could have been yeah. that, but then it's just, it's just at the end of the shot when she turns to go back in, the light catches. Yeah. Or a bit better, and you could tell, and it's like okay, yeah. that's weird. And then she immediately just shows up into the scene and like starts talking to everyone and how she's yeah. happy to meet everyone. And it's like okay, yeah. And you can see like Will's like a little embarrassed. He's kind of like oh man, like maybe I, I shouldn't have seen that. But like she's like you know seems like she didn't even notice at all or something. Yeah, or just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, and that and that's kind of like your first clue. Like uh, something's a little off. Like. And then we're introduced to another character who shows up pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, the big guy. Yeah, uh, his name I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know his name either. Uh, no. You remembered way more names than I did, and I just watched <laughs> it earlier today, so you, you're doing very well, Tim. Uh. And he, right away, he feels intimidating. And I, even, oh, yeah. though, even though there was more of the original group, as soon as he walked in, I'm like, that's four weird people now. Yeah, they're not and like outnumbered, all... but it's yeah. that feels like a, that feels like a coup. <laughs> there's yeah. enough of them now. Yeah, there's like a definite separation between like all like the normal kind of happy, you know, conversing friends, and then there's just like the second kind of group that's just like, I don't know, these weirdos at a party. <laughs> yeah, really weird. Yeah. So, and then I I forget if it's like how soon after that uh, it is when he starts to play the tape. Or well, the video, not the, tape, the yeah. video, yeah, on his computer. Yeah, you're, you're stuck in 1985, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's on an iMac or an i an iBook or whatever you call them. Yeah. <laughs> what, oh god, what do you call it? It's, it's an iBook, isn't it? I have no idea. Just a computer, laptop, MacBook. Sorry, it's a MacBook. MacBook. Right, there you go. Yeah. Fuck me, I was going to really annoy me that I couldn't remember what a, a laptop from Mac was called. Um, yeah, it's, it's not too long after this. There's a, there's a little bit of other things that sort of blend together, like in memory, yeah. but it's, there's, a, there's a lot of Will kind of just noticing things off in the corner. Like yeah. uh, like the new boyfriend like locking the door and keeping oh, the yeah. Like little things like that where they give you this explanation where, okay, there's been a break-in up the, up the street or something like that yeah. not that long ago, and I'm like, okay, see, that, that sounds plausible. Yeah. But combine this with the naked chick her weird attitude <laughs> and now the locked door thing it starts to feel a bit weird yeah see i i kind of thought of it like the like when uh we we saw the witch and how we're kind of saying like that movie did a great job of showing you how um you know like the logical like steps someone would take to like you know accuse someone of being a witch or like how people could arrive to that conclusion uh i think this movie uh, does something kind of similar where it shows you like you know logically how someone would become paranoid like in this kind of situation yeah like everything that they notice that's weird yeah there is uh like an explanation for it and and yeah you do kind of go like 
yeah, okay, no, I, I get that. But then there's like a little bit in the back of your mind that's like, I still feel, I don't know if I buy it, <laughs> you know? Well, it's interesting because we, we have a kind of an unreliable point of view because we see everything from Will's perspective. Yeah. We stick with him most of the time and we see how he's seen things. Mm. And that comes into play later where when he kind of blows up a bit later and it like it's immediately proven false, you think, is this just all his paranoia? Is this, is this what this movie's about? Yeah, like at, at that point... Um... Like if if we want to go like right to there, I at that point I actually thought, oh, is he gonna go psycho and like kill everyone and then be oh, like, <laughs> you know, proven wrong? Like I like I started doubting myself. Like oh, maybe nothing weird is going on. Maybe he's the bad guy. You know? Yeah, it could have went that way at one point. Um, part part of me was almost just thinking it was going to end up like he is him being paranoid and crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was going to kill anyone per se. I thought it was gonna go for a more. Well, I I mean I think like at that yeah. point I was just like you know everything's running through my head and you know you're kind of thrown for such a loop, especially that which it was such like a big thing like because he gets the voicemail from Choi saying that yeah. he he's there. Well, or, like he let's got jump there. back a bit though because we're okay, we are, okay. that is yeah. uh, that's more mid to late act two. So let's okay let's jump back <laughs> to the video. Okay, yeah, and so. Your boyfriend's like, right, I'm, I've got something to show you. And they all get excited. They're all like, oh, what's this? This is a nice surprise. What's going to happen? Pulls out the MacBook and shows them a commercial, essentially, <laughs> for a cult. Yeah. Which they, they're adamant it isn't a cult. They're, they're saying it's, oh, it's a healing place and or whatever. It's a healing group and yeah, uh, support and all that jazz. And But the video ends with someone peacefully dying and saying how they're at peace and all that gobbledygook that's that's happening around them yeah it's a it's very odd like um like at first as soon as they um and and the thing the cult is called uh the invitation which is something i was like oh so i guess the movie it's not just referring to you know i thought it was just the invitation that he gets to go to their house or yeah. whatever but uh it's actually also the name of this cult thing and then as soon as you see that and you see this kind of like guru cult leader guy whatever talking in the video uh it, everything kind of starts to click i'm like oh that's like why these people are so weird they're like cult members mm. um but then yeah i'm still kind of wondering like okay what type of cult is it and then it's like this weird like death focused cult and like yeah they just have like this video of everyone around this woman that's dying which is like such a weird unsettling thing to just show like out of nowhere at that party yeah, um, and I like their reactions to it because they're all freaked out. It's not just Will being paranoid; like everyone's like, "What the fuck was that? <laughs> Why yeah. did you show us that?" And, and again, I, like very natural reactions. Like no one's over the top. Like what the fuck? Like people are just like, "What? Like why? Why did yeah, you show us that?" It's, it's a very silent look. Like no one says anything for like a good couple of seconds, and then one person says something, and it like is. I think Ben's kind of like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. kind of has that reaction. Yeah, and that, that leads us on, more or less, to the game. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> instead of I have never, it's uh, I want. And it's basically just them um, saying I want to do something. And if it can be facilitated there and then, they'll they'll do it. You know, the, <laughs> the, the Asian girl jokingly asked for cocaine because yeah. the... Because we should probably mention the cult, like, everyone who's in the cult lost someone, or life was fucked yeah. up in some way. 
so uh, I don't know if, if this is the point then when you find out that Will and Eden had a child. Or, or I don't know if you uh, well, found to, that out to, earlier. Well, uh, to be fair, I think I already realized that just from some of the, the quick flashes. I think this is the first time it's kind of confirmed though because yeah. um, because the new boyfriend tries to bring it up and mm-hmm. Will like immediately is like don't you fucking go there. You don't talk about yeah. that. You know. Um, I think that was actually just after the video if I'm remembering right. Okay. I could, I could yeah. be wrong though. I mean, like I say, I just watched the recently. I'm trying to think, yeah, like you, you learn about it through like there's, yeah, like you get, you start to get those like glimpses and yeah. little flashbacks and stuff and then, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's the first time it's like specifically stated. I think when you get the second flash, that's when it clicked, that's what, that's what this was because yeah. it occurred to me, oh shit, yeah, we've not seen the kids since that previous scene and I'm like, oh well, wait a minute and it just sort of clicked, okay, this is, this is what split them up. They didn't just break up. Yeah. They had a kid and the kid died and, this is the the fallout from this two years later, but the game was interesting because <laughs> it it goes to that that big guy, and he tells yeah. the story of meeting his wife and you know everything <laughs> that follows, and of course yeah. everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> who's this guy? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the wife whose name I'm forgetting, tell me. Eden. Is Eden. She's like, oh, what a kiss, uh, Ben. Yeah. Even though he's married, and I have currently got a boyfriend who's sitting right there, and my ex-husband who's sitting right there, I want to kiss Ben. And Ben's like, oh, okay, sure. Mm. He 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 goes in for a peck. He, he's yeah. sort of pecks her. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, no, no, sod, sod that. I want Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. and, and that's when the, uh, the, the, the more prudish girl, who we've grown to like through just a couple of scenes, they've done it really well, she decides to yeah. leave, and they try and talk her out of it. And what I really liked about this scene, even before she goes outside, is just how, again, natural it all, all felt. Yeah, like she, like she was. I think she was kind of supposed to be a prude, but she was never like that stereotypical, like stuck-up prude who's like, "You're all sinners. You're going to hell." She's just kind of like, "Hey guys, I'm really sorry. This is just. I'm a little uncomfortable. Please, you know, I don't want to ruin anyone's good time. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna head out." See, with this, is I wouldn't even call her a prude we're using that because well, yeah. we're using that because it distinguishes her from the rest of the cast because we can't remember names but <laughs> honestly given everything that just happened honestly i think i'd feel uncomfortable oh no definitely it's a like, completely uh, valid reaction yeah like uh. i i would probably really want to get out of there at that point honestly so yeah. I'm, I'm just like yeah i'm just like saying that like i think in um a more like cliche version of this movie you know she probably would have been like super uptight and yeah, over yeah. the top and stuff and again it's just like a very normal natural reaction but yeah it's very natural and then them try to convince her to stay again yeah. very natural and, and this scene <laughs> and I, I love that the uh will is like do you want me to walk you to your car because he, he's, yeah. he, he's he's starting to feel like things are up something's not right yeah and she's like it's 40 feet but then the big guy's like oh wait are you in the prius Oh, I've parked behind you, and I'm like, oh wait yeah. a minute, he's going out with her. This is not good. <laughs> this is no. this is because I'm expecting a horror movie. So every yeah. time something like this is happening, I'm like, oh dear, the cogs are turning, and I'm just <laughs> it's going through my head. Yeah, she's going outside with the big stranger. It's... But what I love about the movie, though, at this point, is that I said that we're seeing everything from Will's perspective. He's yeah. also seeing things from our perspective because yeah. he's thinking the exact same thing we are at this point. Because he goes yeah. up to the window and he watches like a hawk. Yeah. 
He's thinking then, the exact same thing. And then it uh, it was like so well done. Like you see him back out, you see her back her car out, and then he gets out of his car and kind of like guides her, and then she leaves, and then he starts like walking back in, and you're kind of like, there's a sigh of relief. But then you see him like call out for her and run back her like, oh hey, uh, yeah. I think her name is Claire. Like Claire, st- one more thing. He stops her, just as she's out of sight. Yeah, which like I I think is like kind of like a perfect like summation of this movie. Like I feel like you have these weird moments and then you get a little bit of a relief, but then there's like a little like thing at the end that like brings you back up to be like, wait a minute, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I trust that. Yeah, it was really well done because instantly I'm thinking, all right, she's dead. Yeah, but in my head, because this is a horror movie, assuming bad shit's going to happen, which it wasn't one hundred percent sure it would do, but I'm thinking it probably will. I'm thinking she's dead. Yeah, I was out of sight. She's probably dead, and uh, <laughs> so that's that. And then, I and th- then I, like uh, the fiance or husband or whatever, hmm. like right when it's at the point where. If she was gonna die, like you know, that would be the scene. Like right when that's about to happen, like he, yeah. uh, that guy David steps in and he's like, "Like, Will, what's wrong?" And then I love that he like, you know, no one's kind of like tiptoeing around it. He's like very blunt. He's kind of like, "Hey, you're acting weird. Like you're you seem paranoid. You're mm. you know staring at my friend as he's you know going outside. What's going on?" Like he addresses it like right away. Yeah, it's really well written in that sense. Yeah. And then it like takes off your focus, so you're like, oh, if something might have happened, it was probably just then when, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty, <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty well done. That, that, that was yeah. That was the first scene where, I mean, don't get me wrong, the music right away at the start felt like a horror movie. Yeah. I had that sort of screeching thing going to it, and I'm like, okay, this is a horror movie. I had my doubts that this would be, but it is. <laughs> this music is telling me it is. Yeah. And, but that was the first scene in the movie where I was like, okay, this is a horror movie. Like something bad <laughs> is at least implied to maybe have happened, and it's like, oh yeah. dear, expertly played. Expertly it'd played. be it'd be really weird if it just like ended up being a drama at that point. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> um. So some more snooping. I mean, some of this will be before he finds pills and whatever. But I think yeah. I, I, the next main bit is him getting the call from Choi. Yeah. There's a van outside Tim's house. Just off camera. Uh, he may or may not be getting murdered right now. If this movie's taught us anything. Um, so, yeah, so Will is acting really. Because he, he talks to uh, the doctor of the gay couple. Yeah. And he sort of like brings up his suspicions. And he's just kind of like, eh, like no, like everything that's happened kind of makes sense. Claire's a bit prudish. Yeah. Uh, you of course are having a hard time, and he explains everything. He he gives reasons, and they're all fairly yeah. rational to every single thing, all on the video, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and um, then keep in mind too, like everyone else is kind of like has been drinking and stuff yeah. at this point, so they might be a little looser. And he's not been. Yeah, he has one drink at one point, but he, <laughs> he, he he's not been drinking. He's not drunk, and uh, I like that. Actually, another line that I liked when they were trying to explain away the video after they watched it and they were all being weird. I liked that, I think it was Claire actually, if that was her name, <laughs> yeah, I think so, said, but, yeah. said uh, this doesn't feel like you're talking to us, it feels like you're trying to sell us something. Yeah. I liked that line, because it did, that it did feel that way. Yeah. But he gets the, the voice message, because he's, stand, he's standing far out enough that he can get a signal, Yeah. and he gets the message that says Choi was there. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if we mentioned it too before, but this takes place like up in like the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, um, yeah. Which like, uh, yeah, if if you, it's it's crazy. Like I've driven through that area before, and there is something about it that is kind of spooky. Like the roads are so narrow, like two cars can't pass it at like the same time. And yeah, we get places like that here. I'm I'm very yeah. familiar with that kind of setup. Oh. And uh. But it, it just kind of helps to add to the atmosphere that it, it's high up in the hills, so there's, like, you know, not a lot of, like, you know, phone signals. It's yeah, hard yeah. to kind of reach people. If someone did come, it'd be kind of hard to get up there. Yeah, you can see the whole city from the, the backyard as well, which is really yeah. cool. Um, adds some nice mood and atmosphere. But it gets the voice message, and in this point, it's like, oh, shit, this is the smoking gun. This is evidence. Yeah. And he goes so in, the- and they're, they're sitting at dinner. And he, he basically just blows up. Like, he's like, Where, where's Choi? Where the fuck is Choi? He, he was here. He freaks out because he... he. I think he's, like, a little upset that no one else is mm. as weirded out as him. So, you know, he kind of starts freaking out and just points everything out. Like, what's going on? Like, like, how can you guys be so calm when this is going on? This is going on. And then, Boston yeah. Boston the Windows gets, was another one. Oh, yeah. That's great. And then, um, and then yeah, he gets to basically the, <laughs> the point that he kind of repeats over and over again. Where's Choi? Where's Choi? You know, like no one's heard from him. I just got a message saying that he got here early and he's not shown up. And then, like as a viewer too, at this point, you know, I'm like, oh fucking shit! Like, oh, another another rational explanation that I really liked was the fact that the landlines aren't working. He's like, oh, we've been gone for like a year, so the bill is not getting paid, so it's not been put back on yet. I'm like, yeah, rational. That sounds reasonable if they've been away for that long. And it makes sense they were they were down in like Mexico in that cult thing, so yeah, it pans out. Uh, but then like just right when he's like at the height of like yelling and going like yeah, where's Troy? Where's Troy? And you know, and it seems like maybe like oh he's making a good point. Like how are they gonna get out of this? Then the doorbell rings, and then walks Troy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, after it, it took me about ten mentions of the name. Before I realised it was Troy, not Troy. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I thought it was a guy named Troy for the longest I, time. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that for a little bit too. Um, and then I would have loved if uh, Donald Glover just walked in. <laughs> that would be great. He walked in with our bed, and he's just like trying our bed in the morning. <laughs> and that I would have just been like, "Wow, well, I, I I can't guess anything in this movie." <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so. So then he feels like an idea, and he, he even kind of yeah. apologizes to the, the the new boyfriend. Like he sort of looks yeah. over to him, and he's about to say sorry, and he, he's like, "It's okay." And like they all kind of understand because of what he's going through. Yeah. And he asks if he can go. Because this is when he mentioned this is I mentioned this at the start of the video. Actually, I said that this is when he explicitly says what happened. He actually yeah. shouts out, "Our son died!" And how can you yeah. be like this? You know you. Now- you you're shutting them out, you're pretending, you know. Yeah, and I, I feel like kind of his frustration is coming from, like, I don't know, I, I'm still not 100% sure what the point of this cult is. Like, obviously it has something to do about, like, embracing death, but, uh, yeah, I'm still not, like, 100% clear on, like, the, well, you know. Going going with the opening scene as setting up the themes of the film, to me... Mm-hmm. The cult is almost about putting yourself out of your misery and going to a yeah. better place. That makes sense. So it's and it's almost like 
because they kept talking about how they love everyone and we you know we picked all of you to be here and to me it was saying we're going to kill all of you not to jump yeah. too far ahead but we're going to kill all of you because we're going to kill ourselves and we can all be in the afterlife together yeah that, that was that was where i was seeing it it was like putting ourselves out of the misery you know this is why she was doing this is because she can get over the fact that her son is dead yeah. Um, that makes uh, yeah that makes perfect sense and then the the reason why i was just bringing it up is because it seems like that's what one of the big frustration points is is that will like you know he he's still recognizing the death and like you know you know it, it's not like he's you know completely um like unable to get over it it seems like you know he has you oh, know, he's, uh, he's dealing with it like a regular human being would deal yeah. with it you know while these people are kind of like you know in this weird it almost kind of seems like denial kind of thing. Yeah. But like, even though it's like they're fully embracing death, but also like, yeah, in a weird way, denying its kind of effects, yeah. I guess. Um, so he has to go and be in his son's old room and he goes in there and he sees the, the boyfriend light the, the lantern. Yeah. Uh, the red lantern uh, on the back porch or whatever it is. Mm. And... Then he, he watches the like another video, on the MacBook from the uh, the the cult leader. Yeah. Talking about oh I hope this goes well for you I can't wait to <laughs> see you there well, you know just I can't yeah. remember exactly what he said it's a lot of mumble jumble but it, it all yeah. spells out that they're trying to accomplish something. Yeah, and then it seems like they're right ab- like it seems like he's right about to get to a point mm. uh, when the big guy. <laughs> knocks on the door yeah and i think he even says something kind of ominous like he says it's time maybe by the way maybe i wasn't paying attention was there something in particular that tipped him off about the drink um i i don't think so i i think maybe just seeing that video hmm yeah possibly now obviously the video contributed to it because he sort of yeah had an idea that something was up but what I love about that scene as well is he still looks crazy. Yeah, I actually he, really uh, love that, like, you know, he, he basically, he, he, like, never gave up. Like, he never yeah. was just like, you know, all right, fine, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with this. I, I, I was yeah. wrong. Because <laughs> he, uh, he slaps the drinks out of, like, most of their hands. Yeah, they're, and, they're all back at, like, the table about yeah. to toast with wine. And he looks like an absolute psychopath. And yeah. you think, oh, and I really thought this. Well, I didn't really think because usually when I when the movie's leaning one way, I assume it's going going to go the other way. Yeah. You know, when it's going in more horror, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to turn out to be just him being kind of paranoid and psycho. But when it oh, yeah. feels like it's pushing him towards paranoid and psycho, I'm thinking, oh, it's definitely happening. <laughs> like, yeah, I always think and it's I'm the like, opposite of what the movie's telling me. Yeah, and then he's knocking the drinks out of everyone's hand, and and I'm thinking like, all right, so this is going to be the point where everyone turns on him and is like, well, like seriously, like calm down. But then you just see that Sadie girl just lose it and like say, you yeah. ruined well, everything. Th- th- this is this is the thing for us as an audience is she confirms yeah. his his worries because she's like, you ruined everything, and she runs out like a fucking wild animal. Yeah, and it's so satisfying because at this point it's been like such a roller coaster of like what's going on like who's right who's wrong is it weird is something well, going on like, is it not i feel like it confirms it for us i don't feel like it confirmed it for them in the room quite yet oh yeah yeah yeah. because like they're still it, a little confused yeah because she, she's struggling with them and she's trying and all he does is push her back and she hits her head off the, the counter yeah and everyone's like, oh shit and i'm like oh my, this looks him this makes him look real fucking crazy now he might have like yeah. killed this girl and the doctor guy's down and he's trying to do stuff and it's at this point where one person took the drink 
Yeah. And, and you it, look over and she's... Well, it's I, I love the way they they present it because they're all like down on the table like focusing on yeah. this girl and I, I think someone says like she's not breathing and they're like like oh yeah like I I know like we need to help her and but then someone's like no and then they point to their other friend who's on the table and it's just like foam coming out of her mouth and then it's like she's not breathing and it's like oh shit <laughs> yeah it's happening yeah it's happening get to the bunker it's happening yeah and uh, <laughs> this is where just shit has to fight everything yeah. starts happening and I think it's all done very well. Like, like the, the doctor guy runs in to try and cover, or try to cover, try and like resuscitate her, and he's going to do CPR, and mm-hmm. then the the boyfriend guy just shoots him, just right yeah. there, point blank, he's dead. Um, mm-hmm. His the the gay guy's boyfriend like immediately is like what the fuck, and he, yeah, <laughs> he like runs for him, and he get he gets hit or knocked out or whatever. I may even get shot. Um, yeah, I know he's not dead though because he pops back up. Uh, Choi kind of is, starts running away and he gets shot a couple of times. He gets shot. Um, yeah, it's just it's the main couple and Ben who kind of get away. Ben doesn't last long though. They see Ben get executed. <laughs> the big guy. And, and uh, what I really liked about this uh, was the violence, like, keeping in tone with the whole movie, it, it felt very real and very natural. Mm-hmm. Like, none of these guys were like a none of the bad guys i guess uh none of them were like you know a supernatural overpowered kind of slasher person because you know even in movies that like where the killer isn't supernatural like scream or something they still have like stuff where like they get stabbed shot and like fall (laughs) you know run over it but then still get up you know and uh, there's never anything like this like the people were like scary and intimidating especially the big guy but he never felt like he wasn't a real person yeah, yeah, it just felt real, and that—that that was the thing as well with the him walking around with the gun. Just felt really intimidating yeah. when they get the gun and they use like the one shot on um, uh, the the ex-wife. Yeah, and then it's out of bullets. I was like, I've not been keeping count exactly, but that sounds about right. Like I was thinking yeah. about how many shots had been fired, and I'm like, that sounds about right. It sounds like it was about six. Yeah. If if it wasn't exact, it was close enough. Where I was like, okay, that makes sense. That it's empty now. Yeah. And then, like, the scene where they're hiding in, like, it looks like it was, a like, a little theater room or something. And then the yeah. big guy comes in. That was, like, really tense. And then, yeah, it's just, like, choking Will. And then uh, Kara hits him with, was it, like, a knife or a bottle or something? No, no, it was a blunt object. It was, like, a, I don't know, like, a statue ornament, ornament or something. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, and you just see, like, kind of, like, the, the gash in his face, like, start forming. Yeah. Until he eventually just stops getting up. And Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the violence was really well done because it was really it felt real yeah. it felt visceral and kind of brutal but yeah. not to the point where it was like a slapstick there was blood everywhere spurting and yeah all that so then, yeah so then um yeah he's down the ex-wife uh is shot and you know she ends up dying <laughs> and then it's just david so like he's the last guy uh basically running around and um, I, I forgot that the uh, gay guy and the I, I feel bad I don't remember his name it's the only yeah, way I can there refer to him. There was a lot him. of characters in this. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I forgot that he was still alive. Yeah. Uh, and then it, like He jumps out and he sort of kills him which felt felt yeah. very like retribution because he yeah. shot his partner so it was like yeah he should yeah. be the one to kill him. It felt very satisfying in that sense. And then and, they go out to 
well, I was, I was just going to say, too, I just really like, uh, again, just I feel like I'm repeating it a lot, but I, I like that it felt real. Like it's not like, you know, like every horror movie, you know, it's just the main couple that survive or whatever. It's like, oh, this one guy who like wasn't even like I'd say wasn't one of the main main characters, you know. No, I would have expected Ben more than him to yeah. pull through. Um, but I like that. It felt random. It felt and because of that, it did feel natural and it felt real that there was just another yeah. random survivor. Okay. And, and I really like... say, oh, oh. sorry. <laughs> oh no, go ahead. Okay, um, but when they go out and they have the ending yeah. out in the, uh, the the back yard and they're, they're finally get through the police or whatever, you know, I like that her girlfriend, oh, her girlfriend, his girlfriend, Kara, <laughs> uh, uh, hugs mm. the gay guy again. I'm sorry, I'm calling him the gay guy, but yeah. I can't remember his name. <laughs> um, but then Will comes over and hugs both of them. And it's like both yeah. of them, all three of them are just standing there hugging with each other and it's really nice. It's a really nice moment because it, it's like, these people are friends and half of their group of friends just died. Yeah. One of them went fucking apeshit and was part of this stupid cult that was trying to kill them. Um, and that was, that was cool. And then the final moment, of course, is they notice the red lantern and then they look out into the hills of Hollywood and there's like another maybe eight or nine spread out over the hill. Yeah, I feel, yeah, they just notice a lot of other houses with their red lanterns on there. Yeah. Uh, the, second, which is, the second shot at the hills, I was actually counting, and there was about eight. But, oh, okay. But it wasn't like every house. It, it, felt was more, like, it felt like more. That's weird. Maybe the first shot yeah. was more, but the, the, the second yeah. shot was definitely only eight red lights. Um, And I love that because uh, I love it was a surprise ending, but it still wasn't out of like realm of the rest of the movie because there's kind of like a, like a second or two before where they they see something and then they, they kind of have this look of shock on their face and i again still being in horror movie mode i kept thinking like there's gonna be a big reveal like they're gonna show like oh no the apocalypse happened and like aliens or something are coming down and then it's like oh the death cult was right you know we should have killed I, ourselves I before this happened I, I didn't think that <laughs> i never I, thought I, that for a second <laughs> like not something that crazy but i was still expecting something like maybe like supernatural but then it's like oh no this is perfect it, it is like a surprise ending but again it's still not yeah, yeah, yeah. out and, of the realm of possibility and all it really is is that this cult had all these people down there for two years and yeah they were planning this like this was we're going to do all this in one night yeah and uh i i will tell you uh actually for some reason i kept thinking throughout the movie uh because again kind of going back like not being like 100 percent sure what the point of this cult was i was thinking that it might have something to do with like resurrection and that maybe they were going to try to sacrifice people to bring back the sun. But I, I don't know. I guess maybe if I was, it, I, I still <laughs> really glad it didn't go that route. Oh no. I'm, I'm super happy too. Like, I think this is much better, but oh, like one thing I forgot to mention, actually, one of the things that even when my, my one thing that I cling to, see when he like first blew up and he was like, and then Troy walked in, he looked like a complete yeah. maniac. The one thing I was clinging to at that point that said that it was still true was the scene with the girl where she said, do you want me to fuck me right here? Oh, right. Because that had already happened yeah. by that point and I'm like, wait, she's still fucking creepy. Like, yeah. there's still something going on with her at the very least. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah and, that, it out. and that was the one thing I was clinging to at that point. I was like, okay, this still might be real because she yeah. said that. That wasn't just... But at the same time, <laughs> like I say, everything we saw in this movie was from the perspective of Will. So it's almost like manipulating what we see. So they yeah. could have, you know, twisted it so that oh no, this was all just in his head. 
Yeah. He's been a paranoid freak because he can't move on, but everyone else has, and it's messing with him. And but no, it was no. He's the health, felt fairly healthy. I mean, you're still kind of fucked up after yeah. your son's died, but <laughs> I'm sure, he's gonna be pretty fucked up after this too. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure all of them are gonna be <laughs> fucked up. Those three people who survived are gonna be bonded for fucking life after this. Oh yeah. Um, but do you know what I like about it though is that there's this weird cult, but it never feels so ridiculous that. No, like I, I you got... know, like I let you say, you, you thought something supernatural. I, I would have hated it if they brought anything supernatural into this. I'd have fucking hated it. Yeah, no, like I'm, like I'm not saying that I wanted that to happen, but I guess, like I'm so wired, <laughs> maybe from like the type of movies I watch or something. I kept expecting something like but that. I'm also happy that even their goal, even what the reason why they were doing it wasn't that complex. It was just no. a belief of afterlife. It wasn't, oh, uh, if we kill people to the god of the giant winged snake he yeah. will give us these prizes on earth and, yeah it, you know. if anything it's probably more uh believable than most like uh death cults oh yeah absolutely yeah but the reason why i think it's believable is that it's basically just a bunch of people that convinced each other that it, they should kill a bunch of people yeah it's just basically a massacre that's all this is essentially well, I, I mean, it's like any kind of like, you know, religion, they want people to convert other people. And, you know, I mean, it's like, it's pretty, I mean, is it that different than like someone who, you know, converts to, uh, I don't know, Mormonism or something. And then, you know, like, oh, hey, like, I'm in this thing. It's going to give me salvation. I'm, of course, I want my friends to be in it, too. It's just in this case, <laughs> the religion. <laughs> Do you think it requires you to die? Do you think there'll be a sequel where there's like a? It's more of like a crime movie, but it's a manhunt for the, the leader of the cult <laughs> who caused all this. Oh, I, I hope so. <laughs> hmm. I, actually, I don't know. I feel like a sequel would be really weird for this movie. I also, yeah, it would be. Uh, I don't watch sequels. I was joking, guys. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's restricted to this one area as well, because it made sense to me that. Like whoever was recruiting for this this getaway mm. to this cult would have done it in one area, like you know it'd yeah. be over like a, a part of a map rather than just worldwide. Well, the I I was kind of thinking of it as kind of being like Scientology. Like I kind of thought like, ooh, it, it's it, like kind of this like hip LA thing. Yeah, it's California. That, like, it's not yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like more for like rich people, kind of thing. That's probably true. I mean. Because the Hollywood Hills, it's mostly rich people who live up in that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those places are really expensive. So. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, that 1% <laughs> became smaller? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> because all the rich people got killed from their crazy yeah. relatives who decided they would to kill them all to take them to the afterlife with them. <laughs> now, uh, there are two questions that I have. Okay. Um, I will try and answer them with great pride and confidence. Question now, number one. Do you know how the son died? Um, it's implied it's never shown. It's at a party. It's implied that this other kid and him were playing with a baseball bat and presumably... Okay. That's what I kind of thought, but I wasn't too sure. It, it Honestly, it doesn't affect the movie. It doesn't matter. How? Yeah. Um, he could have been run over by a lawnmower for all I care. It's <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just curious. Uh, and then, do you actually think that Claire did die? Or do you think that 
you know, he did let her leave. I don't think she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's dead. Yeah. Okay. This is curious. Everything else that happens in the movie, I have no reason to think that he wouldn't have just killed her there and then quickly. Yeah. So, right. I would say no. Um, but maybe because she left before they had dinner and all that, she doesn't count for the afterlife. Possibly, yeah. Uh, which makes it even more sinister because he killed her thinking, <laughs> oh, you're just going to hell, bitch. <laughs> Great movie, though. Yeah, um, I, I absolutely loved it. As I was very surprised too because like I heard good things, but again, you know, I, I still had no idea what it what it's about or anything. And um, and I'm I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I went into this knowing next to nothing. Yeah, definitely. So, thoroughly recommended. Um, although if you're watching to the end of the spoilers, you've probably seen <laughs> it. I'd hope so at least. Yeah, hopefully. But no, fantastic. Uh, pretty great cast. Really well directed. Uh, good script. Yep. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Like all the everyone uh, did a great job the acting, and no one I really like recognize. Yeah, the big I recognize the big guy. He's been in stuff. I think I think I recognize him like from like sitcoms and stuff. I think yeah, he's he's been in TV shows and stuff. I do. I definitely recognize him. Yeah. Um, everyone else, not so much. Actually, not Choi. I think I recognize Choi. Oh yeah, he's okay. he's been in shows and stuff, but no one huge certainly. Yeah. That, that this was. Very efficient, low-budget filmmaking. Yeah. It's just a case of if you have a good script, good director, and ideally a good <laughs> cast, you can knock out something that's, you know. It, it's so weird because I like this so much, I really want to be on board for whatever the director does next, but, but knowing what she did before, <laughs> like, all right, what are we going to get? Uh, she's done a lot of TV shows recently. She directed an episode of uh, The Man in the High Castle. That show was on Amazon last year. Okay. Right. And it was... It was okay. Okay. <laughs> then you find out she did like uh was it South to Hell or something? Oh god, no, that was Eli Roth. <laughs> that was Eli Roth. The man who brought us the Green Inferno. <laughs> need I remind you? <laughs> One of our more popular episodes of Screams After Midnight was an hour and a half long and it was us going through the Green Inferno scene by scene, ripping it to shreds. And he he's gotta be like a a mild fuzz all star. He has like probably the worst screens episode, the worst almost cancelled yeah. episode. If he makes a video game, oh dear, oh boy, oh. <laughs> mm. I I don't look forward to that day. I really don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's, that's the movie, the invitation. Yeah. It's fantastic. Really. Like <laughs> so, I guess that ratings. takes us to ratings. Yes. Mm-hmm. How many red lanterns should we light? Yeah, that's but I was, I was trying to think of something really poor taste with dead kids, but <laughs> I've done it before, I'm sure. So, that's oh just, yeah, <laughs> I've done dead kids too much. I mean, I've done, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, sure. Let's go with red lanterns. How many red lanterns would you raise for this one? I'd actually, uh, again, I'm surprised. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be this high, but I think I give it a nine. I can, I can respect that, Tim. I can respect yeah. that. I'm tempted. I'm going to go with eight point five. Yeah. See, I, I was kind of lingering in that territory, yeah. and then, like, as I was thinking about, it, I was like, but I don't know. It. I'm not like. I'm not, see, 
as I've watched more movies, if you go back to me at the end of high school mm-hmm. and you look at what I was rating films out of 10, because I've been rating films out of 10 for a long time. <laughs> I'm just yeah. that kind of nerd, all right? <laughs> and I think if you go back then, you'll find that what I thought an 8 and a 9 and a 10 was is very different to my attitude now, where I feel like I've seen as twice as many movies probably as I have since high school. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, if you asked uh, high school Tim like what a 10 was, it'd probably be like Donnie Darko or something. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so now I find that I'm a bit more reserved until at least the second viewing, and then the other thing... Yeah. That's not to say that I never give a 9 right away, because I, I have done, and I've done it recently. I've done it with a 10 as well, but yeah. not often. Typically, the 10s tend to be things that I give a 10 after a few viewings, and I'm like, oh, right, you know what? That's one yeah. of my favourites. Um, yeah, I'd kind of be interested to see this again uh, to see how I feel about it. Um, cause, knowing what's, where it's going. Yeah, because yeah. like, so much of it was the suspense of being like, oh, what's going to happen and blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I, I'm sure watching it again, it'll still definitely be, you know, <laughs> you'll still have like the great acting, directing and all that stuff. But then, yeah, I don't know if it will lose a little bit with that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was lingering, lingering around like eight, 8.5 territory, but I was like, ah, you know what? I just, the more I think about it, the more I, you know, really like it. And I almost want to say like, I, I'm like impressed by it, you know? I'm just, uh, trying to keep hold of the cat. <laughs> Sorry. Cause he was trying to escape. <clears throat> um, off of your cat. You're free. <laughs> You're free to roam. The, yeah. the the floors of Bradley Manor. <laughs> All right, I think we're done, Tim. I think we've, we've yeah? went through the invitation at great length. So, uh, of course, you can find us various places. You can see it on Tim's. If you're on the video, at least you can see Tim's Twitter there. For the audio people, Tim, read out your Twitter. Uh, it's at Tim Vargulish. Uh, it's pretty much the same for any social media thing. It's funny because I'm simple as well. Uh, it's not my name. But at Wibble89 is uh, my my handle on most social media, so you can see that on the screen as well. That's been Professor Vargulish. Thank you. And what word could I even use to sum up me? Wibble Wibble. <laughs> the Wibbleosity of me. The Woobler. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's been Tim. I've been Peter. Mm-hmm. This has been Screams After Midnight, horror movies, keyboard and scary movies, guys. We'll have something for you else next week. Mm-hmm. We'll see you then.